0: the play you always hope for when your team is behind that never happens hmm. that's the one you always think eh, it'd be cool but it won't happen what happens, it happens. i didn't pay attention one of those you got whatever you know time has run out the quarterback just throws as far as he uh-huh. can. Yup. it never works out yeah and it did in this case fantastic
1: guy jumped in the air caught it ran to the there you go we talked about this a number of years ago i can't remember why that somebody was super it was back when aaron Rodgers did that like two games in a row and we were saying why don't they just run that play all the time? <laughs> just anytime you're over the 50-yard line, throw the Hail Mary. Throw it four times, then give the ball to the other team. They'll do the same thing. It becomes like a game of volleyball in the end, but yeah. it'd be exciting. That's it, for
0: the super athletes right there, man. I, I'm not b- built to compete at that. The uh, Who can time it and jump at the right moment to get the ball thing?
1: And leap 48 inches in the air. Mm-hmm. Me, my vertical was like four inches at my best.
0: So who's left in the NFL? Who's looking good? Anybody know? Who's watching it?
1: I'm you, not.
2: You got the Jaguars facing the Patriots in the AFC, and in the NFC, I believe it's the the Eagles facing those those same uh, mighty Vikings. And mm. so in my battle of mascots, no, those are right, your last a, four teams. Yeah. So a, a a weaponized Viking crushes an eagle, not even close. Certainly. <laughs> and uh, in the Jaguar versus Patriot, once again, technology gets the uh, Patriot as a is an armed soldier. That, sure. That that defeats the wild. I like beast. their chances. Uh,
1: uh-uh. Here's the flaw in your analysis. I believe that's a night game. Ooh. So the Jaguar would come out of the darkness Yes, before the Patriot had any idea it was approaching and clamp its mighty jaws around the Patriot's neck. I may need to reassess. The NFL is
0: dying a slow death. What would be the worst thing for the NFL? A Jacksonville, Minnesota Super Bowl. Here. I think it would be the worst thing for the NFL. <laughs>
1: yeah, that would be rough. Uh, yeah, okay, so uh, moving along, Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Day here, uh, some people thought it should be a holiday, some didn't, some are still butthurt about it, I don't know, I don't care, I got real problems, I don't worry about that stuff very much, Um, but, uh, you know, I've, I've long believed that I've always been against the government voting themselves days off that
0: we taxpayers often work and pay for, I do have a problem with that
1: Right, yeah, yeah Um, But, you know, I observed this a very long time ago. I probably read it. Maybe I came to the conclusion myself that um, we make the heroes into such heroes that we lose their humanity. And a guy like uh, George Washington, for instance, or Martin Luther King or, or Gandhi or whomever, we act like they're such a god. They were so amazing that. That, of course, they were a hero and forget that they were, you know, frequently tired, angry, terrified, cold, hungry, whatever. And they were just like us, but they had balls and and principles and rose up with sore feet and something they had to get done tomorrow, blah, 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 blah. And they did amazing things.
0: Oh, and MLK constantly questioning himself. Are we going too fast? Am I the right person for this? Do I even want to do this? I'm not even sure I want to do this. Right. Yeah, you know, that sort of thing. Right. And um what was the other thing I was gonna say? I would think I would be better off maybe if we had a civil rights day, if we're going to do this sort of thing at all, these mm-hmm. national holidays. Yeah. Maybe more an all encompassing civil rights day that brings in all the all the players and right. issues.
1: Right, exactly, which reminds me of what I was going to say. Um, as you've pointed out many times, having read uh, the, all of the Taylor Branch books or one thousands a, of pages? One and a half of,
0: of the three, and that's 1,600
1: pages. Yeah. Woo! Uh, so anyway, uh, one of the th- problems I have with the MLK Junior Day is that the civil rights movement has kind of been reduced to Martin Luther King, and Martin Luther King has been reduced to like two quotes. Yeah. And And it's just... It's silly, and you read his letter from the Birmingham Jail, which I read an uh, an edited kind of excerpt collection of excerpts, and it's wonderful and it's long. You read the entire thing. It is how many words is it? I don't know. It's it's many, many hundreds of words. And one of my favorite parts of it is he apologizes at the end for how long it is. And when I first read the thing many years ago, the first thing I thought was. It would be so torturous to write something that long. My hand would hurt a lot, which just shows me how, how shallow I am. Mm. Um, but he, he says, never before have I written so long a letter. Um, uh, I can assure you it would have been much shorter if I had been writing from a comfortable desk. But what else can one do when one is alone in a narrow jail cell other than write long letters, think long thoughts and pray long prayers? And then one of my favorite sentences is this or it's a couple of sentences. If I've said anything in this letter that overstates the truth and indicates an unreasonable impatience, I beg you to forgive me. If I've said anything that understates the truth and indicates my having patience that allows me to settle for anything less than brotherhood, I beg God to forgive me. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good one. But one of the best, uh, the two best parts of this is his description of what it's like to live with racism um, in an attempt to tell the clergymen who were writing to him that they're... Uh, urging him to be more patient and wait. Uh, it's easy for you to say, was what he was saying, with incredible elegance and, and eloquence. And then he goes into... um, uh, They're talking about, you know, uh, you're nonviolent and the rest of it, but uh, sometimes you're breaking a law. You're like uh, holding parades without a permit and such. Oh, good Lord. And, and, he, uh, and he goes into... The moral justification for demanding constitutional rights, i.e. the law being followed, while engaging in civil disobedience, breaking law. He talks about just and unjust laws and gives a bunch of examples from, from the Bible, um, from history.
0: The Bible!
1: That's right. That's right, Mr. President. That's right. And then, of course he mentions hitler. Yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. always oh, got to bring in dropping hand. an h bomb. Next time you mock me for bringing up Hitler, just remember Martin Luther King Jr. found it necessary occasionally to play the Hitler card. Specifically, we should never forget don't this is not a gratuitous mention now Michael, you cannot ding the dinger during Martin Luther King's letter We should never forget that everything Adolf Hitler did in Germany was legal. And everything the Hungarian freedom fighters did in Hungary was illegal. It was illegal to aid and comfort a Jew in Hitler's Germany. Even so, I'm sure that had I lived in Germany at the time, I would have aided and comforted my Jewish brothers. Today, I lived in a communist country where certain principles dear to the Christian faith are suppressed. I would openly advocate disobeying the country's anti-religious laws. Which, of course, is, uh, you know... It's a slope, whether it's slippery or not, I think we all have to decide for ourselves. but um, I've had that conversation with my kids before, too, about, you know, I brought them up to follow the law and respect the police and blah, 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 blah blah. But stupid, unjust, hypocritical laws. Eh, go ahead and well, exercise your best judgment. But, as Dr. King pointed out, then accept the consequences. I do it openly, lovingly, and without hiding. I have broken this law. Come and get me. It's a great letter. Read
2: it. It's very, very long. Very, very long. Yeah, having a hard time finding a, a version I can actually like copy-paste to do a word count, but it's well over a thousand words from some of the abridged versions I've found.
1: Yeah, yeah. So one of the
0: things they got from wiretapping uh, his phones was that he was cheating on his wife. They got some of those conversations, which... Uh, Hoover and the Kennedys, and then LBJ. They were uh, they would they would hear. Mm. And they had that in their back pocket if they ever needed to really discredit the guy, which they're always on alert for. Politics is ugly.
1: One little gal
0: or uh... a number, mm. yeah. The world is ugly. Politics is ugly. Nothing nothing is as as smooth and shiny as it's ever portrayed in uh, sometimes in dumbed down history or movies or whatever. Right. And it still can be every bit as good. It's just you got to you got to deal with reality. All, all of uh, any hero you can come up with uh aside from perhaps Jesus, uh you you get you can come up with a hell of an example of them not being good mm-hmm. or doing something really wrong. Does that mean their overall uh, life's accomplishments are, are less good? No. No it does not.
1: What if they uncovered a, a new set of scrolls somewhere over in uh Israel and Turned out Jesus was kind of a substandard carpenter. What then, dear Jesus? You built me this birdhouse, and the rain gets in all the time.
0: He would claim he was going to build it a certain way, and then he'd cut costs. He'd charge you the full amount, or just like he like wouldn't his- put
1: in that extra, you know, uh, support beam. His joints were rickety. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt he'd rip people off. I'm just thinking maybe it's conceivable. He wasn't so great at carpentry. So should the point be? Should that, that is Yelp reviews gets like three and a half
2: stars? It's not terrible.
3: It's not great.
2: Someone giving Jesus a carpentry?
3: <laughs> it's
1: measured
2: twice, cut once. You idiot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> should the point be with all the heroes, whether you're talking uh, MLK or George Washington or whoever? That that be they are human. You're human. You've right. done things wrong. You can mm-hmm. still do things that are great should that be the
1: point or? well yeah and and it's so annoying to me the presentism that we use to judge um you know heroes of the past like you know the, and it's inevitable and it's a worthy discussion the fact that the founding fathers while being the greatest fighters for human freedom in the last 1000 years um some of them had slaves which is you know they did well yeah as it turns out Oh, that's shocking. If you look at the time and the moral code of the time and their own mixed feelings about it and everything else, you realize it was just a step on the road to a better better place. And then, you know, you look at Barack Obama, who's anti-gay marriage until the day he was for it. You got to quit, like sentencing people to ideological death for not being up with your current point of view when you weren't up with your current point of view four or five years ago. So take it easy.
0: Apparently during one of the best ofs while we were on vacation uh, included when I apparently once said that having a slave would have its advantages. Oh boy, which I remember talking about. Oh. And it would. It really would. I can think of. I can think of a lot. There's more At in the least. negative column. There are more in the negative column. Thanks for throwing that in. But let's not pretend there's nothing in the positive
1: column with having a slave. Well, otherwise people wouldn't have had them. So right. yes, and there are more slaves on Earth now than there have ever been. I'm against it.
2: Right. You,
1: you are. You're lit. Yes. You're are listen- you the most anti-slavery person I've ever interviewed?
0: <laughs> you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show
3: and Getty.
1: The Voice of the West.
3: The Armstrong and Getty
0: Show.
3: Yes, yeah, Steve, uh, you think they'll ever let you back into politics? Yes, and on the canon's terms, too, as a kingmaker. I convinced this country to elect Donald, and I can do it again. Already auditioning candidates, got some prospects, Logan Paul, uh, Martin, Martin Shkreli, uh, the subway guy, Jared Fogel. he's back, he's electable. It's time for America to slide down the bannister. <laughs>
0: Bill Murray as uh, Steve Bannon on Saturday wow. Night Live. <laughs> wow. Jared Fogle. He's ready for a comeback. Oh, boy. He's back. He's electable.
1: <laughs> Yurg. Yerg. Ah, God. Hey, uh, uh, one more quick note from uh, Martin Luther King's uh, letter from the Birmingham jail, rightfully famous. Uh, the one, an, another way in which he's wildly out of step with today's uh, activist crowd is he believed the very purpose of education was to challenge people's thinking. And he he mentioned um, uh, he mentioned Socrates, and he talks about, who's that other old-timey old, uh, old fellow? People talk about a lot. Um, various, you know, you're your great. Plato? Uh, nah, not him. Well, Aristotle? The, the other one. Nah, eh, who cares? Uh, but he's talking about the, your great uh, educators and, and how their very method of teaching was to challenge people's ideas and, and how that was the only sort of learning worth doing. And now the idea that, oh, my God, you challenged my ideas. I'm complaining and getting you fired, and you've triggered me, and... And uh, it's a microaggression. The rest of it is it's just the antithesis of what he thought learning should be.
0: Now, uh, one of the great parallel universe questions would be uh, if Martin Luther King Jr. hadn't been assassinated, if he lived on into old age, what effect would that have had? What would have his views been? How would he have been treated? Mm. Uh, who knows? We'll never know. Uh, a couple of texts. Um, Michael, you're at the Consumer Electronics Show. What about the suitcase that follows you around? I saw it on TV. So they got a new suitcase on wheels. that just minute. follows you wherever you go. I didn't see it. Yeah. Again, am I armless in this scenario? I mean, it's another, the one I got is real easy. <laughs> it's another how comfortable do we need to be?
2: Right. I saw it, one tech reporter was using that suitcase as his vehicle to get from exhibit to exhibit. He was just riding yeah. the suitcase around. <laughs> now <laughs>
1: you got my attention. At some point, we're already there with a
0: lot of stuff. I, you know, I keep it to myself, but people tell me about things, and I think, you're pathetic. That's not <laughs> cool. That's pathetic that you're not willing to drag your suitcase behind you. You don't think that little bit of exercise probably does you more. It's not that hard. Right. It's just pathetic. But whatever. You know, that's what people want.
1: Now, don't write us a sad email saying, Jack, Joe, I have no arms, and I can't believe you would criticize. We're not talking about you! The Consumer
0: Electronics Show in Las Vegas is the most profitable weekend for strippers, this texture says. They fly in from L.A., San Diego, San Francisco, and other cities for the big weekend. Well, if it's a, if it's a giant crowd, I'm sure it's one of the most profitable weekends.
1: Wasn't oh, yeah, I've, I've talked to various exotic dancers and, uh, through the years. Uh, as part of my study of, of all forms of dance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the big events, there's a circuit where you can go on as a temp and, and you know, uh, fill in the shifts. Speaking of technology... It's like nurses, but showing their hooters. Because nurses go from, you know, hospital to hospital, depending on need. People listening to music on... some strippers are dressed as naughty nurses, which is kind of a nexus between the two things. I'm sorry, were you trying to say something? You like all forms of dance. I do. Um, Another
0: technology, we're going backwards on this one, vinyl. Playing an album. How many Mm. young people listening have never played an album? I know. Probably caught a... Probably quite a few of you. Yeah. Uh, you would yeah even, you that would...
3: was big there, actually. There was a lot of vinyl stuff, and they had some amazing um, record players there. Cool. cool. Yeah, very, um, very cool stuff.
0: It's making a huge comeback, and I, I knew that it was, you know, bubbling around there, but I thought it was just for the hipster thing, but it's, it's bigger than that. According to Nielsen, they had their biggest year for vinyl sales since they've been keeping track in 1991, hmm. and people were still listening to albums back in 1991, um, but their biggest sales of albums since... They, well, since they kept records in 1991, 14% of all physical album sales were vinyl. Now, that's a little misleading in that, like, I bought, I don't know, I don't know how many albums last year or singles, because I listened to a lot of it on my music server of choice, and I don't own any, I mean, I don't have a physical copy of any of it. Mm -hmm. I listen to lots of music, I have no physical copies of it, so I don't know how many people sell albums. I mean, how many people buy a CD or cassette but 14% of all that stuff was was uh, was LPs.
1: <laughs> physical media or like all album sales? 14% of all physical sales.
0: Okay. All right. And of which I have done none in years and can't imagine that I ever will. Right. And most people don't. Yeah. 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 So take that for what it's worth. Mm. I do like the sound of an album. Of yeah. A vinyl album. I got a gazillion of them. I don't currently have a needle on my record player.
1: Ah, I need to get a needle.
0: It's the hang-up right there. My kids would probably really dig the whole idea. I yeah, this thing what. goes
1: around and around. It's got grooves in it. Now, we're, we're probably not going to do it this time, but the last time he was home, the boy and I set up the... Well, the turntable was set up already I mean, and with my big column clip speakers that I have from way back in the day and let that thing roar, and oh, my God, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was like, uh, you know, getting your eyes uh, fixed.
2: All of a sudden, you can see the world again. It was completely audible the difference. How common of an experience was the old warping of the the vinyl back in the day? Was that a... a... Warping almost never. Scratches all the time. Yeah, yeah,
0: inevitable. You couldn't keep an album from getting scratched. You just got used to hearing... Every once in a while, for your various songs, yeah. Or you'd have some of your favorite songs you'd memorize where the scratch was coming, right there, <laughs> right,
1: yeah. Yeah. right. Or or you'd get up knowing that here it comes in about five seconds, five, four, three, jinkin, jinkin, and then you nudge it across. Oh yeah, and then it continues on with the song.
2: Would a record last about a year before it started having those things if you took care of it, or what was a? Well, if you if you were really, um, and and coming up uh, next hour,
1: by the way, how to maintain a 1920 sewing machine. Um. Yeah, if you were really meticulous about it, it could it would help a lot.
0: And my parents' albums from when they were younger, I listened to them all
3: the time, and they were fine. Huh. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Hawaii rethinking its emergency alert system after <laughs> causing mass panic with that false missile alert. And movie mogul Harvey Weinstein, too, broke to pay child support. Stories coming oh, of up. of course he is. From now.
0: Of course he is. He's going to find a way to get out of that, because he's a scumbag. All that coming up on the news on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: So a quick follow up uh, I found the stuff I was looking for uh, from Martin Luther King's letter from the Birmingham jail and uh, all of you uh, social justice warriors with your it's not free speech it's hate speech and trigger warnings and microaggressions and the rest of this from Dr. King uh, I'm going to change the verbiage slightly so it makes sense in this context, but Socrates felt that it was necessary to create a tension in the mind so that individuals could rise from the bondage of myths and half-truths to the unfettered realm of creative analysis and objective appraisal. You've got to challenge people's minds. Huh. So you can rise from the bondage of myths and half-truths? Sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, right. You know, It's scary.
0: If you're offended, you're right. That's the college campus standard, right? Let's
3: get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the White House has just released a video address from President Trump honoring Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on his 89th birthday today. Trump talking about King's dream. It is the dream of a world where people are judged by who they are, not how they look or where they come from. It is the dream of a nation that offers life of dignity and hope to every American, regardless of color or creed. For instance,
0: if you're orange with tiny hands, you could still become President of the United States? His
1: hands are fine. They're big. They can hit a golf ball 285 yards. That's
3: true. Donald Trump returning from Mar-a-Lago tomorrow. He'll be back uh, to D.C. Uh, late, late tonight or early tomorrow, they're saying now. Saturday morning, locals and tourists in Hawaii panicked after an alert about missiles heading for the islands was broadcast. The message said ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Well, it wasn't, in their defense. It was not. It was a mistake. People thinking, though, they were about to die. The false alert sent during a shift change at Hawaii's emergency management agency when somebody, during a routine test, hit the live alert button by mistake. Not once, but twice. Emergency management agency director Vern Miyagi telling CBS News... It's embarrassing, but again, again, it's a mistake. Are you sure this was an accident? Yes. I know the individual. This was an accident. But why did he hit yes twice? That's being talked about and being investigated right now.
0: The, so, you you know people in Hawaii. Are they uh-huh. prepared
3: for this sort of thing?
0: I mean, do they think about it much, or... Not much. Because if, he, if, it, if I'd heard an announcement on Saturday morning, a missile's on the way, I thought, okay, uh... So what am I supposed to do with this information? Perhaps I'll, I don't know, sit down on the couch and wait. Or, I mean, I, I've never thought about it. I've thought about tornadoes and fires and various things, but I have not spent time thinking about what I'm going to do in a nuclear missile attack.
1: Let's see. I am at uh, Nuke Map, the Nuke Map. It's uh, That's not the website. We can have a, uh, a link for you. But what I'm about to do is drop the nuke. Right on Jack's place. Mm-hmm. Hard to imagine why uh, Kim Jong would target Jack, but no, yeah.
0: doesn't seem like the best expenditure of your uh, your arsenal.
1: Well, I would agree, but uh, neither yeah. <laughs> neither that <laughs> nor the worst. So anyway, yeah. I've just no nu- oh, a little further down. All right, so I've just nuked your place. Now I'm going to see whether I would survive that blast, mm, so just... I could come in and do the show. <laughs> The Joe Show. Jack's not here. He's been vaporized. (laughs) But I'll take it over from here. (laughs) But I'm fine. Let's focus on what's most important.
3: 38 minutes passed before a correction was issued, stating that there was no missile threat or danger to the state. What happened was the state had to actually call an IT tech at home. They got him out of bed so he could construct an all-clear alert template. Good system. That's why it took half an hour to issue an all-clear. Airbnb is launching an ad campaign promoting travel to the countries allegedly denigrated by President Trump last week. The San Francisco-based short-term rental platform says it's going to spend at least $100,000 on digital ads to encourage people to visit Haiti, El Salvador, and various (laughs) African nations. See, this is
0: the part I don't get. You want to talk about racist or people from there can be good, all that sort of stuff. Okay, those are all interesting questions. But let's not pretend Haiti's not an asshole. It is. By, by every measure that people use for that sort of thing.
1: Haiti, which kicked off its independence with a literal white genocide in uh, 1804, um, is now the poorest, lowest IQ, most dysfunctional country in the Western Hemisphere. It also appears to be one of the very few countries in the world that is poorer today than it was in the 1940s. Wow. Gone backwards since the 40s. Whereas Haiti was once level pegging with the Dominican Republic, it is, there is now more than a two-fold gap between the two. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So it is, by any objective measure, fairly poop-holy. Accused serial rapist. Oh, pa- thank God. Oh, my God. Yes, oh, yes thank what you're the Lord. Showing. I'm fine. If Jack's place was nuked by Kim Jong-un... I would be just fine, well outside the fireball radius, the radiation radius, even the air blast radius where... At five pounds per square inch overpressure, most residential buildings slap. Injuries are universal and fatalities are widespread. No problem. I'm just fine, everybody. What about if the winds blow in your direction? All right? Well, I'd yeah, be running like be hell. I would
2: drive like a muddle scratcher. Tell you what. My Whoa, place is mostly rubble and waste. Can I come over and hang out at your spot for a little bit? <laughs>
3: All
2: right, now what's. um? Yes. Well, let me find a really big bomb.
1: What's, uh, what's the biggest one? I was I hundred kiloton. Well, I don't know. There are all right. How about the largest? The W eighty seven currently in the U.S. arsenal. Let's detonate that. Yeah, oh, boy! boy! Now that's a bomb. Well, let's. I'm scrolling out on the map. Yeah, I'm going to drive away really, really fast. But I'm fine. I'm still fine, everybody. Even though Jack's
3: been vaporized. All righty, then. Accused serial rapist Harvey Weinstein claims he's too broke to pay his ex-wife for child uh, support. That's according to a court ruling nabbed by page six. The disgruntled, or disgraced, rather, Hollywood producer told his first wife, Eve Chilton, he couldn't afford to support their two girls, aged 15 and 19, for at least another year.
0: So this guy with a gazillion dollars in the midst of everybody finding out he's almost certainly a rapist took the time to... Uh... Do the legal maneuverings to make it seem like he's too poor to pay child support. That's the kind of guy he is. Yep, nice guy.
3: Yep. She'd requested Weinstein pay her five million dollars, which she claimed he still owed her from their sixty million dollar two thousand four divorce settlement. She, sixty yeah. mil. Yeah. And they were uh, th- those two were married for uh, seven years. Weinstein also settled his divorce with Georgia Chapman for a reported twenty million dollars. Money is going out fast. Good. That's the wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting and Getty Show, the voice of the West.
0: Got the petering out process coming up on this Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Mm. And we tomorrow... haven't even
1: geared up, so it'll be hard to gear down.
0: Exactly. And then tomorrow, every the world goes back to a, most stuff open or most stuff closed today.
1: Retail's open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, banks are closed, I think. I yeah, yeah.
0: rented a tux over the weekend, they're closed today, so oh, I can't right. return it till tomorrow.
3: Yeah. Gotta
1: to get my should have worn it
0: in. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's funny, when we got home Saturday night, I, I watched Saturday night live in it. I told my wife I, I feel like I need to get more money's worth out of this. So wow. I sat on the couch in my tux.
2: I look forward to moments where I could be in a tux but have like the untied bow tie like Dean Martin at around like one thirty in the right. in the morning sort it's of good good look. look. Oh, exactly. I love that. Yeah. Of course I'd have to have a
1: tie bow tie to do that, so I'll just unclip my (laughs) You're listening to the
0: Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. So who's this? This would be your cranberries.
1: Dolores O'Riordan, their singer, has passed away suddenly in a London hotel at age, what, 42, 46, something like that? 40. There you go. Terrible. Celebrity music death. Fine band. I, I really enjoyed this band. And then I found out she referred to herself in the third person. Now's the end of Dolores that. Dolores wants Perrier.
0: And then I couldn't listen to him anymore. <laughs>
1: But I'm not glad she's
0: passed. She's dead now, okay? Uh, details on that at some point, I suppose. This is from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Trump also said that instead we should take more immigrants from countries like Norway. And Norwegians were like, America, we're not going to that,
2: Shatterhoven. Let <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> be honest. When someone asked me, Did you hear what Donald Trump called Haiti in Africa? I was like, Oh boy, did it start with an N? But then I heard what he said, and I was like, that's it? I've said that about countries for not having a CVS.
0: <laughs> that's a pretty funny joke. That is funny. Hey, there's from the first Chelsea Manning for U.S. Senate ad. Oh, boy. That is out. He, uh, She is running for the U.S. Senate in Maryland. And uh, I wonder, you know, she got a shot. Gender bending madness. She hasn't struck me as that bright. I don't think. I don't no. think the whole transgender any of that stuff is going to hold her back. And of course, it's going to be controversial, leaking U.S. secrets. Uh sure, If I was a, sentenced to jail, for, if I was her opponent, I would bring that up. As you're a traitor to your nation, in my opinion. Other
1: than that, you seem like a nice gal.
0: But uh, she just doesn't strike me as that bright. It's going to be a bright. no,
1: no. We'll see. No, very little on the ball there. Oprah Winfrey's cousin is calling her out. Oprah made up poverty stories. Ah, Oprah was seriously poor, wasn't she? Why, according to whom? Oprah. Her, yeah. You've been duped. <laughs> 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 Oprah has often claimed her family was so poor she was dressed in potato sacks and adopted cockroaches as pets. Yeah, I've heard those stories. Yeah. Grown up in rural uh, Mississippi. Cockroaches for pets uh oprah's cousin Catherine Carr esters claims that oprah's exaggerated tales of her poor childhood you figure cockroaches are good pets do no they... no no can they do stuff
0: yeah come when give called? you a disease that's its <laughs> trick
1: um, <laughs> let's see, uh, Oprah's exaggerated tales of her poor childhood, claiming that although the family wasn't rich, her cousin was relatively spoiled compared to her stories of abject poverty. Esther says, where Oprah got that nonsense about growing up in filth and roaches, I have no idea. I've confronted her and asked, why do you tell such lies? Oprah told me that's what people want to hear. The truth is boring. Oh, really? In an interview with uh, Entertainment Weekly,
0: EW.com. Which I'm fine with if you're an entertainer, whatever, who cares? (laughs) You want to make up a story about your past? Entertainers have been doing that forever.
1: Mm. Uh, Gossip Queen Kitty Kelly interviewed this Catherine Carr-Esters person. And she was talking about Oprah. And I said, well, are they really lies? They're more colorful stories. And Mrs. Esther is saying, no, those are lies. She, she said she was raised in abject poverty. Oprah said she never had a pretty dress until she was successful. She was beautifully dressed as a child. Is that the most important thing? And she looked at me and said, no, the most important thing is that we were poor folks down there. But she was raised as an only child, and she had the full and undivided attention of all these adults who spoiled her to death. And that was the reason she was so precocious and successful. So why is her cousin hating on her? Her cousin is loving on the truth. Huh? <laughs> Unless she's getting paid to make up something, you know, colorful. Will Oprah run? Yes or no? Uh, yes or no? Uh,
0: I don't think it would take much of this for her to think, I don't want this. Every day there's two stories out that I've got to, you and know, I'm asked about that I've got to combat. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but somebody's going to... At some
0: point, they're going to get into the molestation stuff. Did it really happen? Was it as Oof. severe as she claimed?
1: Oh, wow. Well, oh, no. It'll no. happen, yeah. whether it should or not. Yeah. I wonder, although she's a strong woman, I'd imagine if a you know leading pollster then goes to her and says, but, yeah, you've got 78% approval. You know, we could whiz- swipe that stuff aside like you used to swipe aside your... Uh, your pet cockroaches when you're tired of playing with them at the end of the day, <laughs> and, then, and then and then she'll figure, yeah, what the hell? Why wouldn't I? I don't know. If I were her
0: mom or dad, I wouldn't really enjoy her going around saying you never had a pretty dress until you were successful. Hey, we we bought you stuff. You had a nice childhood, right? What <laughs> are you talking about? That would bother me. I never had a pretty dress at all. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Uh, and the-
3: now. Final thoughts from Armstrong and Getty.
0: (laughs) I swear if I could talk like that, I'd never stop. Here's your
3: host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Michelangelo, fresh back from Vegas, what's your final thought? Yeah, my final thought is Vegas is a great place to visit for a short time, but there's no way I would live there. Well, the people who live there don't go where you were, ever.
1: Yeah, right, right.
3: Uh, Marshall Phillips, final thought. All right, I'm getting ready to go home and try and open my garage door once again. You know, it's the automatic door opener's not working, and so now I have to use physical brute force. Wow. <laughs> lift these, with your legs, not your back. These are tough times. I <laughs> hope it doesn't
2: put you in the hospital. <laughs> hey, uh, Positive Sean, final thought. Yeah, I'm going to be spending uh, much of the rest of my day going back listening to old Martin Luther King speeches because there's just something about him. That man stirs my soul when I hear him speak. I love watching that guy. Pretty talented speaker. Yeah,
1: and he appreciates your endorsement. Uh, my final th- Oh, Jack, I'm sorry. It's your turn. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, we got one text from somebody said after years of me telling him he should read the Taylor Branch books. He actually read one last year, and it was one of the most important things he's ever read in his life, and I would agree. Yeah. A life-changing view of America, if you read the Taylor Branch books, start with parting the waters about
1: MLK and the whole civil rights movement. Yeah, you said that last year, and I went home to do it, and I accidentally bought the Taylor Swift book.
3: Ah. And
1: uh, learned virtue really nothing about the civil rights movement. My, my final thought is a quote from Dr. King. Nothing in the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Amen to that. Dr. Sean
0: King. read the Cliff Branch books and knows a lot about the early Raiders glory days. None of this is coming together.
1: Ah, boy. Wasted ever. Wrong book, you see. So,
0: uh, got more of this music, do we? Hmm, guess we could have... Uh... We could have elucidated our thoughts. Oh, here we are. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Here's what
1: you're going to do. You're going to go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. Our contact info is there. We'd love to hear from you. The links we've talked about, they're there for ye, and we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah,
0: when the rest of the world comes back to work. Trump's sure to do something today or whatever.
1: When it comes time to choose a radio show, remember who showed up to infotain you today. Exactly. Who didn't, huh? <laughs>
3: We apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
1: Thank you, and good night.
3: <laughs> and the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Rise again. Rise again.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West. Greenberry.